this episode all right hi maddie hi <laughs> i don't even this do you episode want to do a normal intro we haven't done one of those in well a while. now we're already going and we already <laughs> fucked that up okay, so uh well, i'm I maddie just, you're ryan and we're recording an episode of our podcast Continue. yeah wait well let's start that over i'm wait i'm mad wait i'm ryan i'm maddie and wait i <laughs> If you I was start, like, then wait. you have to say, and this is the Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men. But if you're not going to say that, then I will. Maybe maybe I'm too tired right now because here's the situation is that I said, I'm Ryan and you said Maddie. And I was like, wait, but I said I was Maddie. And I was like, wait. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> okay, anyway, okay. let's Okay. This anyway. episode has destroyed us utterly. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures. this episode there's like 10 minutes of it where nothing happens but then the last five minutes i had to pause it like 75 times to get plot beats i was like why did they waste 15 minutes getting to this part i don't it know was... and there's also like 60 characters in the episode which psylocke makes a joke about at one point she's like what is this okay. a science fiction convention by the way or psylocke is here and psylocke she is, is here, fantastic and she's in the app here she is i think everything she does in this is absolutely wonderful and i love everything she says i love all of her political standpoints they gave her in this i kind <laughs> I love all of it and she's a total fucking badass and even when she's like going through all the bullshit she's just like what the actual fuck is happening right now and it's great i love it when characters do this because it's just kind of like they they voice what we're all thinking so <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty great except that the episode itself is not good like am i crazy oh my or is God. this episode no it's just because there's insane. there's just too many all right we're gonna get into it but okay. let's do previously on the x-men okay so we are in the episodes beyond good and evil we're mm -hmm. now on episode part two out of four there's gonna be we're, four right and we're these. we're in season four and yep. these four parts were written to be the end of the series overall yes however they ended up making several episodes after this in an entire another season so Every character that's ever appeared in the X-Men, the animated series, is just fucking here now. Yeah, like and we're all just... of them. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like... in a row, every single character who's ever been in the show is like strolling onto the set and being like, hey, it's me, remember it's me? It's like the like, finale, you know? And it's we like... haven't gotten to all of them yet, so I'm sure that episodes three and four is going to like fill out the entire rest of everyone we've ever met. Like, I'm sure it's going to be... It, I mean, it really is, because even Magneto is here, and as soon as Magneto shows up in this, I'm just like, whatever. Why? Okay. So, Why? so okay so things His you should know i whatever they we'll don't i don't know we'll okay so <laughs> so basically previously on the x-men is that Apocalypse. earlier in season oh my god it's like you have to talk about all of it I so know. basically in okay. season two we met mr sinister who mm -hmm. had all the nasty boys and all that shit and he and morph interrupted gene and scott's wedding to destroy their wedding and ruin their wedding and kidnap them and 
Now he's back and he showed up all the nasty boys again and kidnapped just Gene this time and threw Scott to like Wolverine. Be like, here, fuck this. And uh, also Apocalypse is here, who we've seen in several other episodes where he's just killing people for no reason. And in the last episode, we discovered that Apocalypse has found no love in killing people. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. And he hasn't, if he's thousands been doing of years has gone by, years, like he's, and he's like just fucking way in bored. the future now, but he's also like got, he's stolen Cable's cube. So now he has time travel abilities, which I guess is how he's able to like s- grab every villain from every time in order All to over the place. It, it doesn't even matter. Weird goal. Like we still don't know what his actual long-term goal right, we is. Don't, and this. we don't really know what happens. And Bishop and Shard were here previously because they were trying to stop Xavier from being killed in the past with alternate storm and Wolverine. But then all this other shit got fucked up where Bishop can't walk through a door because it's fucking Bishop and he's dumb as fuck. <laughs> And fucking, then Bishop gets stuck in the time stream with some, some wackadoo character. Yeah. And he's on the Who Rainbow Road. this episode? That character wasn't even here this also, time. Also, okay, Bishop is only here for like two seconds. I'm actually kind of thankful about it because like, at least not because, I just, Bishop's so, I don't know, he's such a I feel poorly like they him character. for two seconds just to remind us that he exists. Right. Because the entire rest of the episode is just bonkers. So they were like, wait, we need to remind the audience that Bishop is also on Rainbow Road. Yeah. <laughs> It also shard his sister who's a minor character in the comic books has now just become one of the main characters of the X-Men yeah. and she's just running around with the it is such a weird episode yeah so, so like shard because she's trying to figure out what happened to Bishop who is lost in the time stream basically she goes to see the X-Men in the 90s because she like sees that there's disturbances there but the disturbances are just Mr. Sinister right. and Apocalypse and the nasty boys fucking around yeah. which we still don't know why and shard doesn't know why <laughs> I, I nobody mean, it's still knows not. why but you know who we haven't heard from in a while the fucking Shi'ar Empire uh, yeah, so we go right to spooky space so and the like, Shi'ar fucking under attack. Do we need to do a previously on I, for who the fuck all these people are? Because no, I we don't. We don't. Okay, like, so like okay. The, a fucking He-Man character runs out and okay, she's like okay, screaming at the Empress. Looks like He-Man. I also wrote that in my <laughs> notes. The opening, like the buildings, like are He-Man. Like, doesn't it look so much like Eternia or whatever? I honestly wonder if they like we're watching He-Man and like the same artists were fucking. Oh, I was. Go- I was actually going to say that the Shi'ar. <laughs> race descends from the he-man universe okay, and this is like sure. a later I wait just... no, that's even, that also doesn't make sense because he-man takes place at the same current time as the x-men doesn't it because fucking like he-man's mom is from earth and she's like remember earth in the 80s and everyone's like oh no we're aliens yeah anyway you're right I <laughs> like okay that was way too nerdy and okay, I anyway back to this show okay, it's so all basically just on another planet a he-man planet and Lilandra's there with this woman Oracle I forget her name is it literally just Oracle yeah okay great like, so Lilandra's lesbian lover that's psychic. what I wrote too okay we, I literally wrote down the reason so we found out why Xavier Lilandra why Lilandra <laughs> jumped Xavier it turns out that Lilandra's also some. gay like <laughs> Which, you know what? They can be each other's spirits. Anyway, we're skipping ahead. The first thing that actually happens is this random ass stormtrooper character who works for Lilandra is screaming that a bunch of rebel ships are showing up. And it turns out the rebel ships are Deathbird. Fucking Lilandra's like, no fucking shit, thanks. She's looking out the window at that. De- Did you love that the ships are all out there? This dude shows up. He's like, "The rebels are here." Lilandra's like, I'm "Yeah, I can fucking, fucking see that." I, I'm looking out the goddamn window. <laughs> I wrote down, "Don't even say anything." I know we're fucked. As Lilandra's line there, I don't know what her actual line is, but that's <laughs> what I wrote. Anyway, so a bunch of soldiers run in and surround everybody. Lilandra and her lesbian lover, and then Deathbird walks in dramatically through the smoke, and she's like, "I'm here to take the throne," or whatever she says. 
And yeah. then Gladiator tries to fend them off and like Yeah, Gladiator just busts through the floor. Yeah. Like I don't know how they don't get sucked into space when that happens, they but whatever. Should. Like he just throws everybody out into space, <laughs> but like whatever, it's fine. And then eventually Gladiator grabs Deathbird and Deathbird is like, I won't hurt Lalandra, but I don't speak for him, and then suddenly Apocalypse stomps out of a portal nearby. Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny, and he grabs Lalandra, Deathbird's like, Yes, kill her so I can wear the crown. And then Apocalypse just like slowly drops. Lalandra and just like turns <laughs> slowly to pick up Oracle and is like ha 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 and just like, fucking I leaves. didn't want to actually kill her I've given up killing I just kidnap psychics now and yeah, we're okay, like, he uh, doesn't even say that that would be more information than we even okay, yeah, fucking know, right? get in this episode he doesn't explain it at all he just picks up oracle walks through the portal laughing and is like fuck you for thinking i wasn't I know. gonna and do then this fucking gladiator just like walks over and punches deathbird she goes down she's like how did this even happen and gladiator is like i'm fucking superman and you just fly you yeah, have wings and lalendra is like you should choose your allies more carefully my sister and then we go back to the X mansion where Scott is like sobbing on brooding the on a fucking rock. I was like, "What the?" Okay, maybe this episode is funnier than I remember it being I because mean, it's in funny retrospect, when we it's like, describe it, it's yeah. not actually funny at all. It's I know Cyclops is sitting there, he's like, <laughs> "She was taken by Mister Sinister again." And why did a Mister Sinister take me? Doesn't he love me anymore? I know. And Xavier goes, "I've been wondering the same thing, Scott. Yeah, I don't need my psychic abilities to know." That you wish it had been you, which is one of the gayer lines in this episode. Okay, thanks, Xavier. But it gets <laughs> interrupted because Melandra just sends a psychic, psychic message. message. They have this whole psychic message sequence here, which is really funny because Xavier and Melandra are talking to each other. Scott's just standing there, and he, eventually Cyclops is like, I mean, uh, Xavier was like, it's Lalandra, and Cyclops is like, what, <laughs> what she did she say? Like, <laughs> I, I can't hear this conversation, dude. Like, And then Xavier doesn't even answer because it's Xavier. <laughs> Xavier just goes, goes assemble the X-Men. <laughs> yeah. And so then we go to that, like, metal planet where Jean is trapped in the time stream. Because Jean's yeah. been kidnapped. We forgot to say this. It doesn't fucking matter. I forgot matter. that, like, this isn't a weird gay castle. But Jean's been kidnapped in her wedding dress, and she's stuck in a tube somewhere. And so Sinister walks in dramatically. He like struts in in high heels, basically. And Jean is like, Sinister, why are you helping Apocalypse? And Sinister is like, he can give me what I always wanted, the chance to create a new breed of human beings, ones that I will personally select and genetically engineer. And Jean's like, that'll take generations and you're going to die. And Sinister is like, (laughs) from here, I can exist in all times. Even as I begin an experiment, I can leap through a portal and see its result. And I was like, all right, I guess that makes sense as a motivation. I mean, this is Mr. Mr. Sinister like, would absolutely want to like sure. travel through time to yeah, okay, but Mr. Sinister it. would want to travel through time to specifically like fuck up things in the history to change the future but by fuck up he's like I'm going to go back to 1920 and experiment on some of the people I found on the side of the street and alter the future and yeah we're like, I mean I kind of buy that that is his long game here though like this main sense well, is a motivation basically in the comic books um, Mr. Sinister and Apocalypse they go back and forth about being like who was like the original mutant and mm-hmm. they've gone back and forth to be like, it's apocalypse. But then also being like, actually it was Mr. Sinister traveling through time and doing experimentations on people and starting the mutant G. And it goes back and forth, back and forth between those two ideas. I hate the apocalypse as the original, like I like, just I think it's more annoying. interesting, but it doesn't well, I think really it's more interesting sense. to think that Mr. Sinister would go back in time. And because he created mutants, he accidentally creates apocalypse. I like that concept, but then, uh, but like then Mr. Sinister weird... serves him, which is funny, but but does he? Because maybe Mr. Sinister's just like pretending. He's like, oh yeah, like I'm really scared of you, but actually, like I'm your dad. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it does create like an unclosable time loop where like Sinister created himself, though, which doesn't really make any sense. But like, I mean, it does for comics. Mr. Sinister. Okay, but Mr. So Sinister is a plot hole. That's his power is to resolve plot holes. Him and fucking Mystique. So, so him secretly having created himself and also everyone else is like, fine. Yeah, that trash. Pretty much. Anyway, Meanwhile, then Apocalypse, Apocalypse stops out of a portal up. and he's like, we're the axis of time. And Jean's like, what the fuck does that mean? Apoc- also, Oracle is there now, by the way. Right, Oracle. oh yeah, he throws Oracle there. Apocalypse doesn't even fucking answer. He doesn't he's answer, just like, he just laughs. And he, I wrote, shut up for all of his lines. <laughs> Wait, he does this something where he's like, when I fell through the time portal, I wound up here, the most powerful place of time. The center outside of time. Okay, and I was you like, how more can it be? I did because I just was like, I don't well, fucking Well, okay, care. but what also, what the fuck is the center outside of time? That doesn't make any fucking I sense, but whatever. I think it's maybe supposed to be limbo. Oh my God, I forgot. Okay, did you see that that part that where Apocalypse was standing there and like Mr. Sinister is like standing behind him and he looks down at Apocalypse's ass and looks back up again? I was like, no? wait, <laughs> what was that? I mean, and maybe he was just nodding in agreement, but it I mean, really looked like he was checking was, out. But that's funny. Yeah. Anyway, then we get a two-second scene of Bishop walking around Rainbow Road, stuck in the time stream by himself. It's literally two seconds. And then we go back to Xavier. Yeah. And he's all like, Lalandra's given me a clue. Mr. Sinister. <laughs> there we go. Xavier, like, all the X-Men in there. And fucking Xavier's like, I got a psychic. I, met, <laughs> I got a psychic message from Landra. She gave me a clue about something. Yeah. Let's go. And it's like, what kind of information? information is that yeah it's not well actually it is helpful (laughs) because luckily xavier figures out that it's all about him because he's like well sinister tried to kidnap me and gene and now apocalypse has taken a shiar courtier known as oracle and that's also a psychic person and gambit is like sounds like sinister and apocalypse walking on the same side of the street which i thought was like a fun line i thought that was a fun line too and then xavier goes each of us possesses intense psychic power okay wait but then like okay i actually love this next scene i think it's really it's a fantastic storm scene it is because cyclops immediately is like let's just find okay. some other psychics and use them as, Dra- bait. as bait to draw them out and, and first storm of all is first, like, the- no <laughs> okay but the first that. first gamut goes if they are psychic then they already know they're coming and storm's like that's not how it works and it's not funny gambit and gambit's like i thought it was kind of funny and cyclops <laughs> is like let's just kill some psychics to find gene use yeah. them as bait and storm's just like we're not going to fucking use innocent people to save, like, one person against the most powerful uni- mutant in the universe. She's like, that's not what we do. And it was kind of like that conflict of Storm and Cyclops back in the day. They were kind of like the only leaders of the X-Men, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, the differences between them where Cyclops really will go to the edge. Like, he has always been the character. You know, like, how in the comic books recently they did this whole thing where Cyclops went too far and yes. just started killing people? And everyone's, like, so shocked. They're like, it's Cyclops would never though. do that. And I'm like, Cyclops is... He is like a carbon copy of Xavier. He, he is. Doesn't... He like completely listens to Xavier's right. shit. Right. And he's like, if it comes down to it, we will just have to kill people. And Storm's just like, Jesus Christ, no. Like, what the actual <laughs> fuck? Like, you know, but it's also for some reason, Storm and sometimes Rogue are the only people who are like, and maybe Logan are the only people who are like, uh, that's bullshit. Like, yeah. stop. I mean, I thought it was in character for her, but unfortunately, Storm isn't in charge in the scene and gets outvoted. No. And this is exactly what they do. Okay, but the whole everything is such a fucking shit show that I can imagine the next episode, Xavier's just gonna be like, okay, Storm, it's your turn. Like, go fix that. And yeah, Storm's like, why is, don't you just like, send why me? Why do I always have to fucking clean yeah, up? Yeah, I have to clean up if you just sent me we wouldn't be here all I right know. Uh, and then shard is in the background being like uh i 
think Bishop's involved in all this, so I'm still here for some reason. Anyway, okay, wait, wait. Also, then- wait, isn't there like great Super Xavier's like, by the way, if Apocalypse is time traveling, then all of time and space is in jeopardy. It's like, yeah, no shit. Thanks, Xavier. Yeah, basically. So then we go to meet To Worthington Warren. Castle. <laughs> First of all, there's all this is amazing, and I laughed so hard at it. So Psylocke is climbing up like a cliffside, right? Like, yeah, although to you don't the know ca- Psylocke. I guess it was her almost immediately, but I guess if you were a new viewer, you wouldn't right. know because well, she's Well, I mean, wearing, it was like, like a ninja with purple right, hair. Right, she's wearing I, like a whole ninja getup. She, you actually can't see her hair at first. I think she's wearing like a full mask and then she later... She kind of looks like fucking Katana from uh, Mortal Kombat a little bit. Yeah, totally. So she's crawling up the rocks and then she like gets to the castle and there's this dog who's chained up and growls at her and Psylocke She makes it go to, to sleep. sleep using her powers. And then she she goes inside and they guess who they, we pan up to the top of the castle and is there a gargoyle up there nope it's warren posing as a fucking gargoyle in the shadows yep. and he's like <laughs> i was like that is so much i love him yeah and uh, so Psylocke gets up into one of his rooms and she's talking to herself and she's like i should have brought a shopping cart and then she yeah. like finds a discus from the first olympic games and she's like it should be worth a few pennies and then warren pops in the window and he's like a ninja sports fan i keep my baseball cards in my bookcase and then okay she wait, he's him. just like wait 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 wait. but what i love about this is that he's okay a, he sees someone stealing from him immediately tries to hit on her which is well, it's funny really, in and of itself it's like, like okay so there reasons. there are two very different versions of warren and there's still him it's just like there's archangel warren he just is like goth and emo and so fucked up but then when he's like not that version he's just kind of like a pretentious douchebag i feel and like it's they're like, also still the same guy and in this episode they are. We and like in this episode like we finally those. like meet the original version of war and we kind of went backward here yeah but they start flying around in there and like i love Fighting. that this whole it's funny there's like screening each other i don't know what's happening war it's just like flying around in the room and Psylocke's just doing like 50 flips which i think <laughs> is really funny because remember that story we wrote for that old podcast okay sorry we had that old podcast that you and I were reading, like, our old stories that I had written, and, like, that one character kept on, like, doing, like, flips around the room, and I was like, how much of my writing was influenced by this, this show, show at the time? I think you wrote that before the show came out, so they were clearly influenced by you. I know, I think it was the other way around, I'm pretty sure, because it was, like, late 90s, so I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, um, maybe. Anyway, Psylocke does a billion flips, Warren continues to hit on her throughout it, which is still very funny to me, and he's like, I know, he's like, you're not a common thief, which, like, how would he know she's not a common thief? I don't know, and also What's he's like, I wonder that? what she looks like underneath that mask. And I'm just like, you're he fucking gay, Warren. What? That. Yeah. Okay. So then Psylocke gets all the way up to the cliffside and she's about to jump. And Warren's like, nowhere to hide. What a shame. And then she like does a quick dive into the water and almost hits these sharp rocks. And Warren's Okay, I don't know what no. she was thinking. She's oh, just like. I totally know what she was thinking because she reveals it later. She was intentionally baiting him into saving her. And then she pretends. Oh, right. She pretends to be really weak after he saves her and like faints in his arms and she's like oh oh thank you for saving me and then summons a psychic blade and fucking stabs him in the back okay that's right goes, i forgot about I that knew you wouldn't let me die i didn't fool. i see I, oh that's right i forgot about that okay you know what Psylocke is a fucking great character she's hilarious i love her and wonderful and they then, did a good job at like getting her personality on the show and i'm very thankful for that 
Mm-hmm. Well, she's just kind of like aggressive and sort of like manipulative. I love it. Yeah, so. it's it's a very like Catwoman Batman scene, but like the it really X-Men is. version of that. Right. So then we go over to London Bridge where Logan where Charlotte Woman is just like fucking hanging chilling, out, chilling like gargoyles. Also, like this is such a gargoyles episode. And so then Shard is like can't figure out why they're there, and is like I think your computer got its zip code scrambled. And Logan is like, if Bishop told you anything, you'd know Cerebro doesn't make mistakes. If you happen to see a beautiful black haired mutant psychic wake me up <laughs> so i guess they know psylocke is around somewhere and they're just trying to find her is basically why Wait, but then they, they see her drive the jeep that she stole from warren across the bridge and when wolverine just is like i'm gonna he's like got this he jumps off the he bridge knows that that's her I from so know. far away he's but, never fucking met her before it's not like he recognizes her son you know yeah but somehow he knows that that's psylocke driving warren's car away so Who he's, knows? he chased after her by leaping down off london bridge shard goes into the water Not bad for a hairy old man and then i follows. which i loved i kind of liked that line it yeah, was funny it was fun and then shard is like looking through her binoculars or whatever and sees warren on the, oh, on the chase as well my god i couldn't fucking deal with this because shard just goes warren worthington he's archangel he's destined, destined to, join to join the, the x-men. x-men and i'm like i'm like what? we already saw a flashback episode with iceman where it turns out that Archangel was already part of the original five X-Men. Like, Iceman stated that. And then it's like, now we're going back to the show. I'm like, this show did not fat check anything with Archangel. And I don't, like, him and Mystique, they, did they just not try? I don't know what. And I love this show. I just don't understand why, like, I why know. they keep on going back and forth with this. It's like, is he or is he not, you know? I feel like the Whatever. writers didn't remember what they wrote. Like, literally. At this point, the writers were just like, oh, we don't have any more seasons to write after this. And then they kind of, like ended up having to write another season and a half which is kind of funny so shard calls xavier and she's like archangel's here so that's weird and xavier's like why is he there i'm putting gambit and storm on alert and i just wrote where's rogue because that was when i realized she wasn't in this episode okay so if storm or rogue were any of these storm Storm and rogue or jubilee storm and gambit show up later but rogue just isn't in the app anyway so then warren walks into a storage unit that's like full of treasures and psylocke is there and warren's like you've been a busy little ninja and psylocke just throws a painting at him which is hilarious also and warren goes careful i have a fondness for the 17th century i could have called the police but i wanted to give a fellow mutant the chance to explain herself okay but this is like a cool scene though. yeah and psylocke goes why do you care you used your wealth to deny your mutant heritage you had a scientist try to cure you and you waste your life hunting a creature who can never die and yeah. Warren is like, my money's none of your concern. And Betsy is like, you brood over your own troubles when you could be using your wealth and power for so much more. I fucking love it. I She's know, like, right? totally right. Here's the thing. I keep on having this conversation where like, if rich people, like really, really rich people, like if they really were going to be rich and do the right thing, they should be making donations to things to like, to help, I don't know, like the gays or whatever. But if you're just sitting there and you're like sitting on that money, I it's mean, like in his case, he's using it for a completely personal goal, which is just finding ar- yeah. apocalypse artifacts and like obsessing about them and then not even helping at all. Really, I know. And and also, he's she says that he's like you're denying your mutant powers for yeah. some reason. Yet you're fucking flying around trying to hit on me, a mutant. Like so, what? <laughs> so like, what's your fucking deal? And so Warren, I don't know. But the fu- the board's just like a thief is still a thief. Yeah, and we're and he's like, like, okay, what is Warren. All this for charity then and okay and Psylocke is like it's for my brother who fights for the good of all mutants who is captain britain by the way who i think has like yeah. randomly been on this show at least once i don't remember that but maybe and i don't know what warren actually says because i just wrote you're still a thief bitch and then they fight <laughs> I, I know and then saber tooth like breaks down the door and he's like he's like saber tooth here and then Why? hilariously Why? Okay, you're 
you're just like skipping over the insanity of that even happening. Like, uh, wait, no, because I'm not done because he busted and screams that. But then Mystique, like, hilariously, oh, so calmly there. walks in behind him. She I doesn't know. even do it. She just like sultry walks in and she's just like, You get the woman's saber tooth. I'll deal with the winged wonder. But she says it in the most <laughs> bored tone ever. Like, she doesn't even want to be there. It's like, it sounds like literally, why are they there? And then Wolverine shows up. Saber tooth then goes on to say, the gayest shit for like the next minute and a half. Okay, like he but screams, Wolverine's line is also fucking hilarious when he gets there. He goes, well, but so doesn't Saber Street scream at Psy like, think again, honey. And I was like, <laughs> whoa. I don't even remember that. I, he did. I don't know why he said that. That's but anyway. Funny. So when Wolverine gets there, he goes, looks like the kidnappers union will let anything in. I'm collecting dues, which I was like, so <laughs> Logan, are you saying you're in the kidnappers union? Yeah, also? seriously. Oh seriously but I then, then, then doesn't he like, i forget who's fighting like is he fighting psylocke at that point because he, he, he has fights, that line he fights Sabretooth and it's really fucking gay at well one not point. yeah because first he said something like i keep underestimating the fairer sex and i was yes. like what the fuck is that line oh, even so what me? happens is mystique aims a gun at him and then shard shows up behind both of them and aims a gun at mystique oh, and then okay. for her line i just wrote down logan pay attention for two fucking seconds <laughs> and then logan goes yeah i keep underestimating the fairer sex by which i think he means he fucking dove straight towards Sabretooth because he's gay and ignored Mystique who obviously just put a gun to his head instantly as soon as he did that but then he learns nothing from it and he and Sabretooth start wrestling and like I don't know being gay and then Sabretooth is like okay I'm through playing around and Logan goes what are you gonna do eat your spinach and does this like weird mincing walk towards him that I watched multiple times so I was like what is Wolverine even doing there i don't even know and so then shard and mystique are fighting and betsy like shoots a blast at saber tooth and like i don't know it's fucking crazy for a bit it's like it's like oh no mystique takes out shard and she just goes watch your back dearie and i was like i love you mystique but the mystique takes out psylocke because she's just like psylocke's not fighting fly, fighting or anything she's like flipping sideways across the yeah, room mystique just, just like, like shoots her wheels. yeah and psylocke's like what and mystique's like <laughs> I kind of love Mystique in this scene because everyone's just being ridiculous and Mystique's just standing there calmly shooting everyone and she's just like... Which is like the most effective weapon in the situation which is really funny. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with everyone? Yeah. Uh, And so then Mystique does this thing where she turns into Shard really quick and tries to trick Psylocke and Which like everybody just watched her do that, yeah. by the way. And, and then like Psylocke is like, I'm a psychic, so this isn't gonna work. And then she okay. <laughs> and Mystique just turns back and is like, Well, okay. <laughs> and then Psylocke like runs outside and yeah, she's Psylocke like Psylocke is basically like, I don't know any of you fucking idiots, <laughs> so I'm I gonna go. <laughs> but that fucking Magneto shows up and is like Wait, what? And Psylocke's like, what is this? A science fiction convention? Yeah. And I'm just like, bitch, you're wearing a ridiculous ninja costume. I know, like, also, she's a fucking cameo as well. So it's like, oh, whatever. And so then Magneto's like, I see, I must persuade you. And then he, like, traps yeah. her in this weird metal <laughs> case thing and, like, draws they, her where, I don't know where him. the fuck that came from. He's like, either. pulled some metal. I was fucking asshole. Yeah. I don't know. And then he's like, don't worry. No harm will come to you yet. And then Logan leaps out and throws Magneto into the water, which works for some reason. I don't know because isn't like wolverine metal I, well, exactly okay, so. because then magneto flings logan out of the water wraps him in a billion chains throws him onto this massive metal cruise ship and then picks up the entire boat into the air and smashes it down onto a building and is like it's like really 
the memento for my friends, the X-Men, like while doing all of that. It's a lot. And Sean manages to like dodge this huge ship that falls on the building. Okay, but then they leave and then like literally fucking a tornado shows up and Storm and Gambit are just in it and they're like, what's up? And it's like, dude, you could you have gotten here like late. two seconds earlier? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Okay, also, but like right before that happens, Magneto just hops into a portal with Psylocke and Mystique like quickly and they're gone. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. And so then Storm uses tornadoes to remove all the rubble to reveal Logan stuck on the boat and Gambit runs over and very like flirtatious is like, how nice to see you, Logan, all tied, tied up, up and nowhere, nowhere to, to go. go. And Logan's like, shut the fuck up or blow me. Like, that's that's it. So, I mean, like, th- this episode's really gay, right? Like, it's everything in this episode's gay. like... I mean, at least that part It's of been it a while good. since we've had one of these. I don't know. I'm screaming, by the way, and everybody in my neighbor could hear me because the windows are open, and I'm like, Logan's gonna fuck Gambit! All right, anyway. Anyway, so then after Gambit removes all the chains, Logan wraps them around Sabretooth and just goes, I bet this clown knows what's okay, going wait, on. Okay, wait, wait, and now Logan's like, gonna fuck Sabretooth? And I was like, this is know. so fucking and gay. And the final line is Logan saying, maybe if I give this chain is squeeze and then it like cuts away to another okay but scene. do you know what i love next is that like magneto and mystique show up to like the, the little castle time. And, That's like, the next right, thing. and all the fucking like x-men villains are just standing there like it's fucking kingdom hearts conversation. So, okay this episode is kingdom hearts like for it really real, is though like because it's literally like every villain is suddenly there at the end and somebody's just in the bathroom it's like a Psylocke's... convoluted plan all the psychics are Psylocke is standing there screaming my memories it's i don't know crazy so then mystique and magneto have this whole interchange that i wrote down even though none of it even matters where they're basically yeah. just complaining that some of the x-men were there to try to stop them okay but then the box was like he t- I, I think he's talking to oh, magneto so maybe mystique goes too bad we lost saber tooth and magneto is like it's really not too bad because that guy fucking sucks and then apocalypse walks back in <laughs> and he's like your lack of sentimentality is refreshing you make a worthy partner magneto and magneto's like you know my price and apocalypse is like yeah yeah we'll revive your beloved wife after all the psychics are here i, I, I was like what yeah i was like that's his motivation is this like the secret wife he had because like i mean we've never heard about that on the show before but i don't i don't know uh but then apocalypse says that charles xavier has figured out his plan and that he's he's okay this doesn't make any sense that's a good thing i wanted him to figure out my plan because he'll be the final prize but i was was also like if he knows your plan go for him now don't wait like what it's such a i know you can time travel dude but whatever but then it just ends with like going back to the future and cable's climbing up the side of a cliffside with his son still complaining about the same shit he's like i want my cue I'm upset about the that's cable. literally okay. All I really wrote is Cable saying all this crazy shit about time travel, and I'm like, what? And they said the ad. Okay, so what he says is that apparently he and Tyler talk about how the government took away everybody's time travel devices, and Tyler is like, you weren't even supposed to have the cube anymore, Dad. It's illegal. And Cable <laughs> is like, listen, you idiot. We need time travel, or else we're never going to be able to stop apocalypse. And luckily, even though the government took away all the devices, they still kept one for themselves. So that's what we're gonna use and then it like shows them in front of some sort of government facility of some kind and they're gonna break in and like get a time okay machine. but the government facility like you can't really see it because you it's cloaked it. but there's like a there's like a little light that shines parts of it up which is like kind it's of dramatic. stupid like what i don't know i don't know I that's don't, the end of the episode that's it. guys what happened <laughs> 
I just described it in full detail, but I cannot happen in the episode. No, they it can't. was. I mean, honestly, this is going to be one of those episodes that I'm going to put our voices over into like the animation of it and put up on our YouTube channel because it's just I have to do that. And I have to also do the other one that was like crazy where they're going back in time repeatedly. Uh, you know, like I just this episode didn't make any fucking sense. I it's didn't, like, and like I'm trying, I'm struggling to figure out everyone's motivations, which I guess we can do in the just politics t- section. Like there are some politics, at least with Psylocke and Warren. Which, all right, we can talk about that. The politics of Silic are really great because she has a lot of solid points about Warren. And this is like a legitimate thing that happens where like there's somebody that has a lot of money and they could support a community that they are part of, but instead therefore (laughs) decides to like sort of condemn it and also like use all that money to, it's like basically a gay person that has like a lot of money and it's like, I hate the gays. I'm going to pay so much money to go through conversion therapy to make me not gay. Like that's basically just a gay guy who uses it to like, enact his personal grudges basically like peter Thiel in real life like that's basically what warren worthington is like or like anybody who's like a marginalized person but like very rich and is like i'm just going to ignore everybody from my marginalized group and just do whatever the fuck i want and like go on a petty grudge match with whoever i have a problem with like any other rich person would i mean like warren trying to go after apocalypse in theory is noble because as we can see apocalypse is going to be torturing people for thousands and thousands of years but the problem is that warren isn't actually going to the rest of the X-Men and asking them for help or like collaborating with anyone on this quest as we've seen in previous episodes where like everyone's tried to help him and he's just been like no I'm gonna do my own stupid shit and fight Apocalypse in the middle of like the harbor and not ask for help from anyone. Oh my god. Just yell and scream at everybody that they're not helping me and like die or whatever. Like that's Warren's deal. Like he doesn't work with other people. He doesn't support other mutants. He's like I don't. It's it's so bad. In this series at least. But obviously like the the path for Warren is to eventually like support the X-Men and like use his money in ways that are actually helpful but that's right. not where he's at yet. Well, no but and that's what Psylocke is doing too is she's yeah. just like dude you like like you don't help at all what and, and <laughs> like, she's like you have all this selfish. fucking useless shit yeah like she's reselling it so that mutants can actually like do okay is the implication of this but yeah but I also love the fact that all these characters are like hunting Psylocke down in this and Psylocke just goes I don't know who the fuck any of you are, which isn't really a politic, but so much as <laughs> point out the absurdity of the X-Men sometimes. And I it's mean, great. It is absurd. And it's also like, what even is anyone's motivations in this fucking thing? I don't know. Thing? And like, I mean, there's some weird politics going on with the Lalandra and Deathbird, where the Deathbird is still trying to usurp the throne and making shady deals with like other people and other countries to make it happen. But like, doesn't think it through and she just basically attacks and then Lanja's like i already knew you were coming it's kind of like a weird fucking war where like Lanja's just letting her sister like fuck around in the background yeah, i don't know it's a weird yeah they don't really get into that enough for me to have a firm opinion on it but i definitely no, just I know. in this depiction just saw it as like a stereotypical like cat fight where it's yeah, like but the, look at these two female characters fighting over the throne like women do and i was like all right fine okay but here's like a fun <laughs> thing you can think about politically especially like within governments um the difference between differences between scott and storm or scott's like yeah. well 
let's just take some of our people and use them as bait and get them killed so we can kill a greater evil. And Storm's like, how about we don't kill people? Yeah, like, how about we find some other way to solve this that doesn't involve, like, us putting... I mean, Silent does end up getting kidnapped. Like, by trying to find her, they basically just painted a target on her back anyway. Like, what? Yeah, that was just, like, it was just, it was was ridiculous. And it's kind of like, okay, but what are you doing? What are you actually doing? What is anybody's motivations? Like, what is Mystique's motivation? Is she, like, please bring Destiny back from the dead? Bitch, they probably can't say that because they couldn't out her yet at the time so i don't know actually like i was figuring that mystique and Sabretooth were just doing what magneto asked them to do but yeah there's no real reason for them to be doing that at all i know it, it was all it didn't make any sense and it, i also don't understand doesn't. apocalypse is like end goal here or, or like any politic with that because like what well, is we it we haven't gotten there yet so i guess we'll just wait and see what his goal actually is but it seems pretty fucking dumb so far everybody's upside down I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about politics other than like that section there that we already discussed. All of it. Yeah, I mean, I think we've we've covered. I it can't. This we've never we we we've never blown through politics that quickly. But it's just kind of like there really weren't anything. There wasn't anything beyond like Psylocke. That was it. In Psylocke's stance, like we've basically Psylocke. Don't worry, we've definitely had shorter politics sections than that. We've had episodes. Well, with but you no know what it is? It's like we've had all. we've had previous episodes where we've talked about all these different like perspectives in the politics of the mutants and like everybody's different perspective. And this is kind of a new one that's being introduced to us. Where Psylocke's like, uh, if you're a mutant with money, maybe like help Fucking other mutants it? like yeah, yeah, instead of point. being an asshole I mean, like we I like, like that that's introduced as a concept yeah it's it's kind of like the final perspective that we're just getting we don't get emma frost in the show because she's not around long enough but you know mm-hmm. it's it this is, is an interesting like the perspective closest that we get to like a class consciousness storyline where it's like yeah so okay some mutants are different ethnicities and races some mutants have these other things about them that marginalize them and we've kind of seen that right. with some of storm's stuff but this is the first time we're seeing a storyline that's like okay also some mutants don't have any money and some are rich yeah. and, and also like, that but like their lives and like but also like treated. maybe fucking like use that money for good i don't know anyway it's like a robin hood situation over here yeah psylocke is robin hood apparently. speaking of psylocke you would you want to talk about who's that x-men yes i do you okay ready, ready? Who's, who's that x-men well i pretty much already revealed who it was because i said speaking of psylocke well, do we want to talk about psylocke we knew it was gonna be psylocke that's like the only well, person I, it could be i can't believe we're already at this section we're only like 35 minutes Listen, in but you know what fucking happened in this episode i know there really was i mean there this, this i don't know what happened in this be episode glad that we got through it that fast we got through it faster than the episode itself which was like interminable so whatever oh my god all right so this episode we're highlighting psylocke and Get out your little bingo charts because she's number 13 on my top 20. Yay! So it's been a while <laughs> since we've had one of those. Um, and uh, I kind of fell real lo- like I fell back in love with her while I was writing those notes because there's stuff in here that I had forgotten about and stuff that like I didn't know about. Um, but like I've always thought that she's a really cool character because she's kind of like, I don't know. It's she- she's a very like ghost in the shell kind of character. And I kind of like that. So anyway, um, so Psylocke was created by Chris Claremont and Herb Chimp. And uh, Psylocke first appeared in the Marvel UK series, Captain Britain. And during that run, she was just a precog. She still had purple hair. She was completely white in that. Yeah, like white ethnicity-wise, but that's going to be important later. Let's just go ahead and clarify Yeah, that. yeah, but, and then later it's gonna on... it's going to be, like, weirdly Oh, changed. it goes back and forth, it, all over the place. Uh, so in the New Mutants Annual number 2, Claremont integrated Psylocke into the X-Men franchise. So that's the background of how that happened. She didn't actually start off as an X-Men character, which is interesting, because we kind of talked about this with Dazzler as well, where right, they, like... Yeah had these characters that then became X-Men characters because they just fit the, the vibe world. of... Yeah. yeah. 
So Elizabeth Betsy Braddock was born in England, and by the time Betsy had entered college, she had become a charter pilot. Uh, Betsy learned that her brother, her twin brother, is Brian Braddock, also known as as Captain Britain. Uh, and during those stories, she started up as she started to develop precognitive powers, and that eventually evolved into full on telepathy. Uh, Betsy dyed her hair purple to take up on take up modeling um, and just kept it purple for the rest of eternity, apparently. Because it looks cool. <laughs> I mean, it does look cool, and it really identifies her. Betsy worked for Strike's side division, and she had inherited a membership to the Hellfire Club from her father, and she was sent to infiltrate it, but Tessa at the time warned her to like not be there and told her to get out for her own protection. Following the repair of a reality warp, the evil version of Captain Britain tried to rape her, and then she killed that version of her brother. Because why not? Let's just throw that fucking in there. Sure, <laughs> this is like what is, this is what we were doing in the eighties. Like was of just like stupid shit that was happening in comics back then. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, Betsy is convinced to become the new Captain Britain for a little while until Vixen lures Betsy into a fight with the Slay Master, who beats her brutally and then gouges her eyes out. Betsy refuses cool. to get cybernetic <laughs> eyes from the RCX because she prefers to rely on her psychic abilities. So she's kind of like a blinded ninja for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psylocke is then abducted to the Mojoverse where she is brainwashed and fit with bionic eyes and is called the Psylocke. By that the way, really- I just want to say I would not be surprised if the fucking Mojoverse came back in the next couple episodes. I'm just going to go I mean, ahead and I, say why that. not? Let's, let's just get it out there now. <laughs> like, uh, the new- anyway, continue. I know, right? <laughs> the New Mutants rescue her and bring her back to the X-Mansion where she aided the X-Men and then joins them. So they, it's like kind of a long journey before she even gets to the X-Men. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to think about it because she is a mutant. But like, I think back then when they had Captain Britain, they were still sort of establishing that mutants were all over the place and just at the time they're like some characters have powers and i think this is how it's going to be integrated into the mcu too because um yeah that seems they, easier to just kind of have some mutants pop up in different contexts and maybe right but kind of like people have powers like scarlet which currently has powers and they said they were genetically enhanced but i think they're already like backtracking on that whatever anyway so we're not talking about scarlet which we're talking about psylocke <laughs> uh psylocke is then captured by the hand where she's brainwashed and believed to be believed herself to be Lady Mandarin, where they taught her ninja skills and the ability to manifest her total control telepathy in the form of a psychic knife, which she is famous for. There, Spiral told the leader of Matsuo that, that Betsy's psychic powers could restore her his dead lover's Quanan's brain-dead body, but that what Spiral doesn't tell him is that she's swapping Psylocke and Quanan's mind, so then, like, Psylocke just becomes part, like, inside of a uh, fucking... Uh, Quanin's body, body, yeah, and they, so like, then Psylocke is now bodies, Asian. Right? Yeah, yeah. So then she like looks kind of like Psylocke still, but then kind of like this other Asian right. woman. It's yeah, bizarre. but so then, so now she's Asian, half Asian, halfway. I don't even know. Well, it's uh, ridiculous. Which is part of why I remember when Olivia Munn was cast because she is half Asian, half white, half a Asian. A lot of people were like, "Well, that's about." That's like pretty much the only casting you could fucking do because Psylocke's backstory is <laughs> and a like, honestly, huge mess. But you know what? It's like really great is that fucking Olivia Munn actually read the comic books growing I up know. and she was really angry about that movie because she's like, this isn't even Psylocke. Who am I playing? And I, I was know. like, I'm like skipping good for you, I'm Olivia sure Munn. I'm talk about Olivia Munn later. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so uh, when Psylocke goes to fight Wolverine later, her psychic blaze hit him and then she remembers that she's an X-Men and she rejects being Lady Mandarin and escapes with Wolverine in Jubilee. And then when she goes to join the X-Men, Psylocke is flirt- she flirts with the- with Cyclops for a while, and Jean and Psylocke go into a fucking fight, but uh, they are interrupted by Quanin, who shows up and goes by the name Revanche until she contracts the legacy, vi- li- legacy virus and she orders Matsua to kill her. And it's like, thanks, I'm glad for that side story. Uh, <laughs> then Psylocke and Warren start dating, and they're like, we all know that Psylocke and Warren are a thing. 
Um, at one point, Sabretooth guts Psylocke, and the magical liquid form of the Crimson Dawn heals her and gives her the new ability to teleport through shadows and is marked with a red tattoo over her eye, which she had for, like, a good ten years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, this makes her cold and distant from Warren. Kurigari, the proctor of Crimson Dawn, tries to claim that Betsy has his bride, or claims Betsy will be his bride, but, you know, Angel stops that and frees Betsy, and, like, they get the fuck out of there. And then after that, Warren and Betsy retire from the X-Men for a little while. Uh, Psylocke then aids Storm to against the Shadow King, which is another fucking famous storyline, and I think that gets recreated in Wolverine and the X Men. Well, that'll be cool to see. Yeah, her Psylocke's astral form was destroyed by the Crimson Dawn, um, and it gives her a new Shadow form with temporary enhanced powers, which she uses to trap the Shadow King's core, and then she's therefore is forced to constantly use her telepathy to trap him, which renders herself powerless for a while. Jean attempts to help Betsy deal with the Shadow Cane, but somehow accidentally swaps their powers, so then Betsy also gets telekinesis, which, don't know how that works. And uh, Betsy and Warren then break up, and Betsy starts dating Neil Shar, which is also one of the Thunderbirds. She joins Storm's X- Extreme X-Men team, which I've talked about on this show, and towards the beginning of that run, Psylocke is killed in Valencia when she's battling uh, Vargas while protecting an, an injured rogue and beast. Uh, in which then her brother and Megan come to collect Silek's body and they like bury it at the Braddock family estate. But then a year later, Silek wakes up in the same place that she had died and doesn't know what happened. She just goes back to the X Men. <laughs> so it is revealed that Betsy's brother Jamie resurrected Silek to fight the first fallen. Xavier turns out to be possessed by the Shadow King right after that and tries to get his revenge on Betsy. Betsy is immune to the Shadow King's control, so she telekinetically induces a stroke in Xavier's body, but before she could kill both Xavier and Shadow King, Psylocke is just thrown into another reality of the Crystal Palace and just joins the Exiles. Honestly, too damn bad. Would have been fucking epic if Psylocke had gotten to to do the killing blow. I know, I know. (laughs) Uh, During her time in Exiles, Slaymaster is going around into every other dimension and killing every version of her until eventually she finds Slaymaster and kills him. It's like craziness. Madeline Pryor then revives Psylocke from that world and Quanin for her sisterhood of mutants. Brainwashed, she fights the X-Men and Dazzler blows off half of Psylocke's face, so she jumps into fucking Quanin's body again and takes over. Uh, Matsuo also destroys Betsy's original body, and Wolf Wolverine's permission also kills Matsuo. <laughs> it's just like this fucking kill fest is happening. <laughs> Psylocke joins uh, Wolverine's secret team, X Force, the and, and also the Uncanny X Force. I highly recommend reading those comics if you do not read those because they're really good. It's when Cyclops is like, "We need a sick, secret hit squad." Wolverine, can you gather our dangerous X Men and fucking murder people? And Wolverine's like, "Sure, come on, Psylocke." And she's like, "Okay." Uh, and Psylocke also brings along Warren, who she's controlling with her mind. Uh, and they're also fucking again. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, Silex stabs Archangel with a life seed, killing Warren and creating a new version of himself, a gayer, more obnoxious version of himself. I'm glad that <laughs> didn't stick. I really hated that plot. Silex also worked for Cyclops as a spy and a spy hunter after that. Uh, Brian finds out that Silex's alive and that her activities are just killing people, and he's like, I'm going to bring you back to the other world because you can't be safe here. But then Jamie, her brother, fucking turns out to be alive and is punishing Phantom X for his crimes in that world. And Silex takes on the mantle of Lady Brighton to save Phantom X, and then she kills Jamie, her brother, her other brother. Going forward a little bit, after Avengers vs. X-Men, Silex and Phantom X start fucking a bunch. Uh, Psylocke rejoins Kitty and Logan's X-Men during Wolverine the X-Men, but Wolverine's forced to fire her because she's too aggressive and can't stop killing people. And then she's she's assigned a mission to take down her rival, Spiral, and with the help of Storm and Puck, she fights off Spiral, who's with Bishop, who's also possessed by the Demon Bear, and they 
defeat the demon bear because Psylocke becomes friends with the demon bear. <laughs> I, do, I, I do love these, these. These stories are crazy. Psylocke uh, rules. Like, she does, though. Absurd. So Bishop's alliance with Psylocke's group puts them at war with Cassandra Nova, but then Psylocke, Psylocke then ultimately stabs uh, Cassandra Nova to death, and then she's like, I said I was never going to kill, but this bitch is a bitch, and I killed her. Uh, Psylocke then joins the all-female X-Men team. Another good read if you want to do that. During that time, she learns how to turn a psychic energy into other weapons like a bow and arrow, a crossbow, a grappling line, and a flail. She also trains some of the new newer badass uh, students like Hellion and Rockslide and somebody else I'm completely forgetting right now. Probably a Noel, but it isn't. I don't know. IDK. She keeps a relationship with a virtual boyfriend, though, during that time that she creates in the danger room for herself. Oh. I Oh fucking love it i know i don't know what's happening i gotta read those oh i know so then cable creates another x-force team there's so many x4 runs with cable they're always really good and silent goes to him and she's like you know what i really fucking love killing and i just want to help you and during that time she becomes more bloodthirsty and self-loathing and she starts fucking cable then they have to face phantom x and she's like shit and they like he's a bad guy at that point so she scrambles phantom x's brain even though it's like her ex <laughs> during the whole terror gymnast thing with inhumans versus the x-men magnu asks silek to join him and by doing that he's like after this you can kill me and silek's like okay and uh, during that time he gives her a blank st- slate version of archangel who's like a clone or something and she's like date this guy but then they find the real archangel wingless and being cloned into other archangels and silek is like Oh, okay, let's free him. So Psylocke and Magneto go and free Archangel. And so- Psylocke starts working on repairing Warren's mind. And it's like, oh, remember our life together. And I love you. And like, this is our lives together. And uh, after the events of Inhumans versus X-Men, Psylocke makes good on our promise and kills Magneto. But that doesn't even stay. He doesn't even stay dead for like two issues. So like, uh, she missed? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, I read that comic where it happened. And at the time, I was like, there's no way Magneto's dead. And then like, the Two next thing was like, later, they were like, they were like, right, they're like, here's, he they're not- like, here's the new lineup of the X-Men and Magneto standing there with like all the X-Men and or something like that. Magneto like was definitely there. On. I know. It's like, he's like, I'm here all the time. And we're like, okay, we know. <laughs> when Kitty opens up her new school in Central Park, Psylocke returns to England where she is attacked by the Shadow King again. She has the X-Men help her fight him off and finds Professor Xavier on the astral plane. With Xavier's guidance, they destroy the Shadow King, but it turns out that Xavier has also taken over over Phantom X's body. And then they're like, she comes out and tells the XM, she's like, I don't think we should trust Xavier or the Shadow King. And they're like, well, Salak, you're pretty good at dealing with this. So why don't you figure it out? And like, we'll do that. But then Proteus attacks, because why not? <laughs> uh, so then fucking Proteus is there and she taps into Proteus's power. And it's all fucking crazy shit happens with Psylocke. Can't even like figure out how it, it's just all reality altering, bending bullshit. And then like, they defeat him. Uh, and then after that, Psylocke is attacked by a psychic vampire, Sapphire Sticks, and she free and like finds out that the, every single person like uh, the psychic vampire attacks like has all these souls trapped, and she frees and Psylocke frees the souls, and then she figures out how to recreate her original body that's white, and she jumps into that body, and now she's just part of the X Men again. That's Great. where we are. <laughs> it's like how many times is Psylocke going to Switch swap bodies, bodies swap <laughs> eyes uh swap um powers that's the whole thing um how many times is she going to just like swap like personalities uh, or decide yes, whether or not to kill or people? memories and when she's brainwashed it's like and she also what? clearly has a thing for brainwashing other people because why not if you've already been brainwashed that many times yourself who even cares like what? i mean i kind of love it that she's just like this ridiculous character but i love her because i feel like it's out of a fucking anime and i don't even watch a lot of anime but i feel like with psylocke it's like 
It's like, I feel like what happened is they had the original version of Psylocke when she was white and working with like Captain Britain. They're like, and then they watched Ghost in the Shell and they were well, like, well, I was going to okay. say, like, in, right, you know, like in the 70s and 80s and 90s, yeah. well, definitely like the 80s when anime like started to pick up. There they're was like, a lot of, like, we need Western, an anime character yeah. in here. So let's just take all these ideas from animes and create this other crazy character. Like, that's what I feel like in reading everything about Psylocke and also what I know about Psylocke. She's definitely a cool character, and if there's any video game where you can play as her, I've always kind of like been like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking play as Psylocke. She's awesome. Yeah, so, definitely. You know, but yeah, I mean, she's definitely also like a product of like the certain kind of Asian fetishization that was like rampant during that particular time period when Western audiences were like, oh, anime's cool. It's like the same reason Wolverine went Let's to Japan fuck and like anime characters. Met I mean, that's basically what happened. There, like, it's the same idea as that where it's yeah. like Western audiences suddenly being like, oh, katanas are cool. And for the longest time, they just had a running around in like a Mortal Kombat costume aka a leotard and like yep. that was it and then for a while it got even less than that she was wearing like a thon and like a bra I think or something like that for a while and recently they gave her pants they're like oh maybe she should have pants so <laughs> <laughs> like is Mortal Kombat the end that's her character She's history great. we did it um do you want to rate the episode I do I was just going to quickly say that Olivia Munn played oh, her yeah, in yeah, X-Men yeah. Apocalypse she, and yeah, that was I think she did a good job I mean those oh also she was not... in X-Men 3 remember what? Not Olivia Munn, but Psylocke was in X-Men 3. Yes, you're right. I actually forgot about that. I wonder what they'll do when they get her into the MCU. They'll probably be... I hope they don't do what they did in the history of this because it makes no sense. I don't but think whatever. they will. I mean, they might, but I don't know that Psylocke would be like at the top of the list of characters to include at this point. I don't know what they're going to do, but we can talk about the MCU later in our MCU section. Have you written a theme for that yet? No, and I'm... We don't... <laughs> We don't need to talk about it again. There's nothing new okay. to say. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, so I, I don't know, like two out of five X's. It's entertaining, but it's not like well written. Yeah, I think we gave last episode a two, and I would put this one in the same Ooh, category. That, I mean, if this was really like the series ending, it's like it's, it's very such convoluted. A mess. Like it's so, I know it's convoluted. It's stupid. It's like every character's there. Well, you said you were doing research on it, and you also have the book, and you were saying that they thought this was going to be the end of the show. Yeah. So they probably they were told they were getting canceled, and so they probably quickly like put it together, and then were like found out they weren't canceled. I, I don't know if they you did know? it quickly. I think it's more just this weird thing where they were like, "Well, since it's the end of the show, we need to tie all the storylines we've ever done together," and it doesn't work. Like you actually can't do that. So. You know how Young Justice got renewed and like they it went to like the streaming service, but at the end of season two, they had to quickly race that together because they were like, yeah, we're canceling your show. And like that last episode was just a fucking like all the characters were there and it didn't explain why any of them were there. And then at yeah. the end, they just like dropped 500 like plot beats about what could potentially happen in the future like that's what's happening here so yeah or like the firefly movie where it was just like two hours worth of like six seasons of content yeah it's but like this is this idea. is better than the end of that season think, of young justice i don't actually think that's what they were trying to do i mean i don't know that for sure it could have been what they ended up having to do but yeah i think it's actually just that they were trying to do something cool like they were trying to have all of these characters coming together in this big finale but the problem is that all these characters have wildly different political motivations and they would never all work together it's uh, not like why the fuck here. so it's like I know. why is why would magneto be there and not I fighting don't against know. apocalypse like, and like nobody cares it's, I, it's just it doesn't make any sense i know so the episode's not good no. it's not a skip though you still have to watch it because it's kind of 
unless you want to skip all four of these episodes, which I guess is a determination we can make at the end of all four of them. Oh, well, but... so far we can't skip them because it seems to be mildly important. So, I mean, also there's like a lot of, there's a lot of gay shit in this episode. There is a lot Watch of gay shit in this episode. Do you want to talk about that next? Yeah, <laughs> I like that this is flowing perfectly right now. Wolverine and Sabretooth are gay. We'll just start with Wolverine. Okay, so Wolverine and Gambit are... It's kind of like a reminder that they were fucking at the beginning of the show. And Gambit's like, oh, I like you all tied up. Okay, but also... Wolverine's like, I'm busy fucking Sabretooth these days. Okay, it really is like... Wolverine's (laughs) like, fucking blow me so I can get down and fuck Sabretooth. And it's like, God! (laughs) Poor Gambit, you know? He just can't get any lately. I mean, Gambit's probably like, oh, that sounds kinky, I'll watch. I I mean, that's something Gambit would be into. I like how they invented a girlfriend for Lalandra that, like, I don't know why they did that. But, like, I I don't know, but it really appeared to me as, like, because the last time we saw Lalandra, she just, like, bounced on Xavier. And I was like, well, yeah, she left him because he's a fucking asshole. But it actually turns out she's fucking this other girl, Oracle. I'm happy for them to invent somebody just so that Lalandra can have someone to date who isn't Xavier. That's fine. I know. But also, Sabretooth has the gayest fucking lines. He really does. He's like, let me see what's down your throat or whatever the fuck he said. It's like, like, dude. Let me charge up by eating you <laughs> yeah i know but also wait wait the, the when he's like back off honey and i was like what, what is, is happening <laughs> like i also like, I sabertooth's only motivation for even being there has to be like he thinks wolverine's gonna be there like there's no other logical he's like i shut up because i heard i could fuck wolverine and we're like whoa by the way my windows are still open so everybody's hearing this too i'm Great, screaming awesome. i'm just screaming okay also i want to circle back and just say that cyclops crying because mr sinister didn't kidnap him <laughs> was some of the funniest shit i've seen in a while but then xavier like rolling up and also hitting on cyclops and just being like you're right scott you are really hot and i don't know why mr sinister didn't see yeah, that in Yeah, I mean, you. like, what is up with that? <laughs> it's like... What's going on? And then <laughs> everyone's later, super gay. Scott is also, like Mr. Wild. Sinister checking out Apocalypse's ass. Yeah, which is just truly sad. Like, Mr. Sinister, you could do better, my friend. Like, this is, like, how bad things are with the nasty boys that Mr. Sinister is just looking around himself desperate to get some. Like, he's been abandoned, and he just, like, I needs know. to, like, create new fuckboys in his little chamber. Okay, but, like, <laughs> have you noticed that fucking, like... Mr. Sinister is always cloning everyone. I think it's because he just wants to like have like a mass orgy with like fifty. I don't know. Like I mean, that's what he canonically does, right? I I know that is true. Like it's like barely even exaggeration. There's like that that issue where he like recreates like Madeline Pryor like fifteen times, and they're all just like standing around him naked and. Like, I was like, what are you doing, Mr. Sinister? Except, like, he wasn't hitting on them. They were all just standing there looking sultry. It's just like a weird control thing. Well, he's also standing there also looking sultry. And it was like, okay, Mr. Sinister is just gay. They need to, like, make him gay. Just do it, please. (laughs) Okay. Also, I know Warren isn't technically gay in this episode because he hits on Psylocke the entire time. But he's still gay. I mean, but we know that he's gay and that's why we don't believe that he could hook up with Salak even because I don't at know. the like, end of the day even he's though canonically they do apocalypse and oh also my god Cable is still obsessed with apocalypse too so is everyone oh my god everyone is just like freaking like fucking and like that's it that's the whole episode yeah you're welcome I think we did everybody i don't know who the gayest person is in the episode 
It might be Sabretooth or I think it's Sabretooth or Lilandra, honestly. Yeah, I mean, we can give a special shout out to Lilandra, even though she's only there for like one second. But she's definitely gay now. Although, yeah, I, I like Wolverine being gay, so whatever. Yeah, cool. Okay, we did it. We did. You guys can watch the episode and tell us who you think is gay. So let's move on to some reader mail. Yeah, reader mail. All right. Uh, so our first email comes from Steve, who writes... Good morning. Just listened to the episode where you asked for the House of X Moira feedback. Personally, I really enjoyed that Moira twist for a few different reasons. So first of all, I'm going to say... Spoilers. If you have not... Spoilers. Skip, you can skip, skip, skip ahead like two minutes here if you want. Um, mm-hmm. But what was revealed is that Moira is also a mutant, and she has the mutant power to reincarnate herself every single time she dies. So that's Which is power. a pretty but that's- big twist. Like, Moira's never been a mutant. So like- Right. And I'll tell you my thoughts on that after I read this. But okay. uh, Stephen writes... As was written on IO9 and Polygon, I think, it was nice that they used her instead of adding another mutant that would we would probably never see again. And two, this is probably the more important reason, as it makes it canon that it takes Moira multiple lifetimes to find Xavier tolerable enough to even talk to. Uh, <laughs> okay, three, really while funny. I have liked X comics for a while, I don't have a deep... I don't have as a deep of a connection uh, to them as others. This can make it easier for me to deal with the change compared to other people who have read them longer than me. So far, I've enjoyed both series, and I'm glad I'm reading them together. And personally, can't wait, as it seems like it's only a matter of time before Mr. Sinister shows up. Hickman <laughs> has done a great job of writing him in Secret Wars, as well as Namor, who I wish was in this. Really enjoy the podcast, Steve. Um, I like that comment about how Moira like, has to keep on reincarnating like to too. fucking dear, <laughs> deal with Xavier. Okay, so here's my thing. So Moira, I, I knowing that she's a mutant makes a lot more sense as to why she's helping mutants even though we know she's trying to help her mutant son mm-hmm. and at first i was like does this change the implications knowing that she's a mutant and knowing that she was trying to erase kevin's mutant gene from him is that right. bad or does good or does it make it more yeah. complicated and as i thought about it more i was like actually i kind of like this because if Mora has the mutant power to if she's an a, a mutant and she has the mutant power to reincarnate she is the other Mr. Sinister, like where she's been around forever and she keeps on doing mutant experimentation, but also having a son who has like really ridiculous power. She's like, I've seen what happens a million times. And now that I have this kid, I don't want him to have what I'm going through. Right. Uh, honestly, it makes more motivation other than Wire being like, we just have to hide that you're gay. Like, yeah, you know, no, you're right. That is an interesting. I, it just it's been so long since she hasn't been a mutant that I'm just kind of like that's so weird but I do I like know. that interpretation of it I mean I mean like it's it was a big twist and all of us were kind of like how do I feel about this and honestly like I didn't like it at first but the more I thought about it, I found it very intriguing and interesting and honestly one of the better twists they've done in a while because it's made me have to sit there and think I'm like okay like what how does this, this complicate what are the implications and, yeah. of like because we know what she's been doing like and because she's kind of like she's supposed to be good but like she is definitely experimenting on mutants and also yeah, like helping cure similar, some of them like yeah she's yeah. similar to xavier in that way where like she's doing it for the greater good but also she's doesn't it doesn't always have the right effect you know so that's interesting to see yeah i so i don't know i, I mean like, i what, like the idea of her being the other mr sinister is that your concept that you yeah just that, that was my concept like yeah, i, I, I like kind that. of noticed that because they kind of came around at the same time where they're like oh like you know we need to have another scientist that's good but not evil like mr sinister so i like that i like that as a framing mentally for myself anyway yeah me too Um, cool email steve yeah and uh i completely agree with it so i don't know i'm gonna see we'll see how it pans out 
Um, the next email comes from SoundCloud, actually, because it was just a comment that I had to share where somebody was listening to like one of the other episodes and they put in quotes, they won't all be this long, unquote, they said. So like, they won't all be this long, they said. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Listen, calling our bullshit out. I just like- Sometimes the episodes they, are long. I mean, thank you for listening to the show. So honestly, like, you know- <laughs> Sometimes they're long, sometimes they're not. Okay. I think they're they, they were they're going through the episodes and listening to them, and they're like, uh, yeah. You, I think it's somebody who probably listens to some of the other podcasts you're on. Okay, so uh, another one comes in through Twitter, and I said I would answer. We would answer on the show instead of getting into a lengthy opinion about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Eric writes, Ryan and Maddie, what do you think of the ideas to continue specifically this show, X Men: The Animated Series? I've heard it more than a few times. I'll just say yes, just because the adaption of those all those arcs there have been so many since then therefore like five more seasons that show respected its source and i love the creators the married couple who were given a big chance that paid off big there's a good story of rogue's voice casting when it comes to coming together so and he goes avx would be so cheesy yet fun so here's the thing there's a good chance this is going to happen um (laughs) it could I mean, Basically, they've announced a lot of Disney Plus shows. Like, they, yeah, they just announced so that this not, Marvel one right before we started recording. It's, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even hear about that. So when we recorded this, I had thought that the Miss Marvel show was going to be an animated show and that that was why this was relevant. But it's actually live action and not animated. But it is a cool thing that's happening. I, I guess I could see them doing like a soft reboot kind of a continuation. No, it's not. Okay, here's, here's what's happening because... I know, I know about this because I was reading about it like yesterday or whatever. But basically, okay. people have been pitching for people to continue X Men the Animated Series, and it got a lot of like traction again recently. About the same time we started doing this show, um, maybe a little bit before that. That was like two years ago. Jesus. Uh, basically, what's happening is that Marvel, or sorry, Disney has acquired the rights to the X Men right right now. So permanently so they have the x-men they have the fantastic four and what we just discussed in the last episode is that they're planning to integrate them into the mcu fairly quickly within the next like five years and uh they're doing all these animated shows too and since that has happened there has been a huge like not uprising but like nor petition but there's been a lot of people like creating an uproar online about how they're like now that you have these rights back can you go back and do more X-Men in the animated series and like get the original crew back? And like, it's becoming a big thing right now. It's picking up a lot of traction and like basically like Disney and Marvel are noticing this. And I had, I think it's very likely we will see a continuation of it at some point in time. I, I think they're definitely gonna do an animated show, but I think they want to pick up on like what people want. And I think that's what's going to happen. But I think it's going to be similar to when Chris Claremont went back and uh wrote episodes or wrote comics for the x-men the animated series did you read any of those where he went back and he did the continuation yeah, of yeah, what would yeah. have happened like the, the ones that were based on like what would have yeah. yeah and like they had two different runs of that and like they were very good and i think that's the direction it would have gone in and they would probably pull a lot from that but i also think they'll just pull from the the big storylines that are happening so I, I don't could know, see I think- them doing that. I mean, they do that a lot with other shows. Like, that's very trendy to do now. It's like we have a new Gilmore that's Girls. That's saying. We have that. a new like, Veronica Mars season. Like, we, like, shows that ended years and years and years ago. Yeah, live action that's shows. That's like a whole very trendy new to thing. Bring them the, back. Or, so, or remember, like, Bill Nye came back again in Pee Wee Herman. It's like, what it's totally, is happening? It's totally a thing. So, like, but I see, could that's, see that's not a thing that's happened in the past like besides a, like Scooby Doo. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's, this is like been a, rebooted like sixteen times. But like, that's like really the only thing that like 
has had that happen. Like in the 80s, we weren't rebooting shit from like the 60s, but now we're rebooting everything from the 80s and 90s. Like everything. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy. And and sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's not. So like, yeah. I could really go either way on this. Of course I would want it to happen if it was actually good. But these reboots, like it depends on who's doing it and if they I've, I've seen, I've seen a lot of them are like, like, okay, Karate Kid got a whole TV series that's actually really right. good I with the original really cast. I really love that one. I keep meaning to watch that. It's just like the shit that people really love, like these streaming services, which Disney is going to have, is going to be like, yeah, let's make profit on the shit that people are actually going to watch. Like that's basically the fucking, like Netflix figured it out. They're like, you know, it turns out people want us to like make stuff that they actually are asking for. Yeah, and I mean, I love the Shira reboot. So like, there's a I, He-Man one coming. So okay, sure. Wait, I, did you not know about that? No, and I. I oh, it was announced fine. yesterday. I like how we're just giving each other information about all this nerd <laughs> shit that's this just happening. That we're just like, where Ryan and I tell each other the news that each of us read. Okay, but that was our old show, hours. Insomniacs in the Morning. <laughs> So, whatever. Okay. Anyway, that has been our segment on what's happening in the future. Oh my god. Yeah. Um okay, so one more email and this is this is an important one. So, okay. we got we got an email in that I read and Maddie has not read this, but I was dying reading it and it's like, Maddie, I'm going to read this to you during the show and I'm just don't go ahead and read it. Just, okay. We're going to have your actions be real. Okay. Um and it's titled My Wedding Story. <laughs> Scott Summers was pacing anxiously in a rented tuxedo, sweating bullets in the hot August air. Although he hadn't been any of a help in the wedding preparations at all, having been too busy, having been too busy secretly having sex with Logan, he knew how important today was. Adjusting his crimson shades, he checked his knockoff Rolex. It was nearly time. She had told him that she would meet him here, and it wasn't like her to be late. Mere seconds before her scheduled arrival time, he heard the sounds of the monorail swiftly approaching the station <laughs> oh and knew God. only one person could be dri- possibly be driving it. With a hiss, the engine came to a halt at the platform and through the door stepped Aurora Monroe. To Scott's horror, she was still dressed in some kind of crazy jazzercise outfit. <laughs> Storm, your wedding is due to start any minute now, and you aren't in your dress yet, he whined petulantly at... Petulantly? Oh, I guess I did that. Storm, your wedding is due to start any minute now, and you aren't in your dress yet, he whined petulantly. That's better. There we go. Uh, Ever calm and collected, Storm raised a staying hand to Scott and declared with great confidence, Do not be concerned, Cyclops, for I am Storm, mistress of the elements. And raising her hands into the air, she called forth bolts of lightning which coursed down her body and transformed her outfit into a voluminous white gown. <laughs> sure, that's sure, that's a thing she could do now. It is. Uh, meanwhile, from a natural dais upon which sat a oh my god which sat a rough stone altar because xavier probably has one of those too why not hank mccoy was boring the guests with a long-winded reading to his left in a stylish tux of her own stood monica rappuccini biting her lip in nervous re- apprehension once she had been an evil once she had been an evil mastermind behind aim but then xavier erased her memories or some shit and now she's good <laughs> but not too good wink wink any minute, now, any minute now, Storm would arrive and the ceremony would begin. However, there was still no sign of priest of the priest. Charles shared an uncomfortable look with Jean, as for some reason they couldn't sense the priest's whereabouts. However, <laughs> before they could concoct an unnecessarily elaborate plan to find them, DJ Dazzler put on the wedding march. Oh 
my god! Everyone stood. Everyone stood. Everyone stood to watch in adoration as Storm walked down the aisle, escorted by Scott. Everyone but Logan, that is. He remained sitting due to his mad, massive erection as seen stupid, <laughs> sexy Cyclops in his tuxedo. <laughs> Monica stepped forward and straightened out her, her straightened out her tux, struggling to hide her her wedding jitters. Their eyes met and their hands as Monica helped her step up into the into the earth and diet is what's da how, De- how do you pronounce this i don't know days days okay well i'm glad that i'm glad i need to storm's <laughs> eyes smiled and then looked questioningly to beast who could only strike an an offer an unreliquated quote from lord byron dr mccoy i thought you had an arranged for a bishop she questioned at full volume Upon that cue, the time traveler bishop stumbled out from among the flower arrangements with the, with <laughs> leaves in his hair. Throwing oh his hands God. into the air, he proclaimed, Time travel is real! I am from the future, and in the future, I officiate weddings! Storm's, <laughs> Storm's maid of honor, Rogue, smirked and gave Hank a careful nudge with her elbow. Shiga, I don't know if that was the bishop she was aiming for. Aim. <laughs> The word aim echoed in Monica's mind. Aim? She murmured it softly as she stared at her beloved Aurora. Her vision began to blur and the world spun. Her hands clutched as her head as she her hands clutched at her head as she dropped to her knees and screaming, My memories! No <laughs> In confusion, oh Storm God. looked at Storm looked at Professor Xavier for assistance with her brainwashed or memory altered fiance. Professor, quickly repair her mind before her evil ways return. Charles rolled out into the aisle as Scott and Logan fucked, barely obscured by the three-tiered cake. <laughs> There's no saving her. Kill her now, Xavier shouted at this drink. <laughs> Sorry, that's really funny. At this, Jean Grey also felt her knees screaming about her memories. To be continued, dot, dot, dot. Several hours later, everyone recovered in the x Mansion's medical facility, sharing one bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, Monica now remembered all of her old evil ways. She also loved Aurora. Bishop married them on the spot, and they consummated their relationship in the hospital bed right next to Jean. The end. Wow, what a good story! That was a great story. Thank you for writing this in, and I wish this is like the first mutant in ages fanfic. <laughs> I mean, other than the ones we've written when you go on a date with Wolverine, well, okay. or the fan game was also very I, good. I was going to say, I we've reached a point that we've both had a fanfic written to us about our show and also a game written to us about our show. By the way, Elliot left a comment on like one of the YouTube videos, and he was like, I have a new idea for another Mutant Ages game. And I was <gasps> oh. like, oh, yes. I, I, I what love sucks? our fans so much. I do, too. This email is incredible. I don't it's wanna, really... I don't want to divert away from how incredible the story is by talking about every other email we've ever gotten that's awesome, because this one is very, very funny and good. And you got I'm to hear me laugh in it. real time right yeah. out of this email. I did, so. It's funny that some jokes that were missed on me when I was reading it on my phone. Uh <laughs> When when I was reading it this time, like the whole thing with like screaming, like we must kill her immediately. I was like, <laughs> Savior is like. But that. then also Jean's in the background screaming, "My memories!" Okay. Also, the fact that my memories is a meme is really fucking funny because it's literally just like a kid screamed that at Disney World, and now we just say <gasps> wait. It all was the that time. the other T-shirt I said we were gonna make? My memories. I think it was. I think it was too. We have a lot of great T-shirt ideas. We clearly. really need to write this shit down and make a shop. Good I mean, God. the time travel is real one is pretty great, too. We're hilarious, and I'm so glad people listen to our show. Yeah, anyway, whatever. Uh, this the butter great. dish. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, cool. Well, we'll make those someday, and we will. Then people and we'll can put it up on a shop. We'll make an Etsy. By buying if you them. if if you want to design these shirts for us, hit us up at the mutantages at gmail You can also email us at the mutantages at gmail Because if somebody clearly, does that, we would pay you because we have a Patreon where we make money for things like man, this. We are we killing it with the flow today. We oh just my god! Don't fucking know how to design shirts. So if you're a designer <clears> and you've got decent rates, please let us know. <laughs> is this a Please. good way to do this? No. Yes. Good <laughs> okay, enough. Whatever. Anyway, the point is we have a Patreon actually because we're a totally pan supported show. And if you want to kick us a buck, maybe that'll help us out because, you know, we don't have any money. <laughs> so that's good. Um, yeah. It's patreon.com slash the mutant ages. And if you support us, you can get bonus episodes about all kinds of cool shit. And. Also, we have all kinds of other things like a YouTube channel where we play X-Men games and put up funny X-Men videos, including like the Let's Play of the fan game that we described. So you can check that out and all kinds of other funny stuff on there. And yeah, we currently have, we're playing through the Quake. What is it called? The Quake Conversion Game X Men Ravages, Ravages of, Apocalypse, of the Apocalypse, where we're killing a bunch of clones of the X Men. Yeah, which again, we just talked about Mister Sinister cloning people. So there, yeah, yeah. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> that anyway. just occurred to me. Uh, whatever. Um, uh, and then also we have other social media. We use Twitter the most. We're at the Mutant Ages on there. We're also individually on there. I'm at Minnie Myers. And I'm at Ryan Pagella. You've come to the right place when you find Mr. Sinister. And some other places you can find the Mutant Ages is on Facebook and Instagram and Tumblr. And I actually just opened up a Pinterest because I'm playing around with that and fucking around with Pinterest. So cool. putting up some X-Men photos over there and also shows stuff from our show. You could also please go subscribe to our YouTube channel. That would be fantastic. But something you could do that will really help us out uh, uh, is you can go and review our show. You can do it. You can give us like a star rating. You can leave us a nice little written review if you would like. Um, all of that goes a long way because it increases our visibility to other viewers. And also tell your friends if you like the X-Men and if you like the MCU and if you like our crazy fucking versions of the X-Men, tell your friends that like, hey, these two nut jobs are talking about the X-Men and they won't shut up. Go listen to their show. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what you should say. Yeah, I think. exactly like that. Also, be like Mr. Sinister's there, and he's wearing sexy lingerie. <laughs> okay, great. And uh, Wolverine's so in a thong. Did we forget anything? Is that it? Probably. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how we just did all that in under like under an hour and a half. We because did a lot. We cut. We're just incredible. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> we're also, incredible. it's Friday. Both Maddie and I somehow managed to do this while being simultaneously exhausted. So it's Friday night. We got to get out of here and go hit the clubs with Logan and Storm. You know, and how Dazzler's it is. DJing tonight. And Dazzler's just, performing tonight. We've got partying to do. So please we understand, do, we must. Which go. you can re- hear about in our other podcast, The Warcraft Valley, because that's us literally partying with the X Men because it's just me and Katie reading your X Men fanfics. Oh, yeah, that's true. We haven't plugged that in a while. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Yeah, see you next time, everyone. <laughs> the Mutant-